why absolutely nothing happening in the Trump world either assures or impresses me. Also, the creator on Hulu, another warning ignored. And I'm going to let you hear Billy Porter and Taraji Henson talk about the dream or nightmare as it is. Uncensored, unfiltered, unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Corelcast. I am Corel. Happy uh, last Friday before Christmas and next to last Friday before the end of the year. I hope you are having a grand and glorious time. Your shopping is done, or if you're Jewish, that the Hanukkah is in full swing. Whatever religion, whatever your celebration, I hope that this time of year you are, in fact, finding a little tiny bit of joy, even though the universe is trying to take it away. Thank you, Sibylle, for that marvelous letter you sent, like five pages, handwritten, absolutely fabulous. Can't wait to visit you in Switzerland. Yes, I will come. Absolutely. Uh, Ingrid, thank you for your your present yesterday, your gift and your card. Uh, I actually got $70 cash in the mail yesterday between Christmas cards from uh, different listeners and friends and supporters. Very nice of you all to include little gifts inside your cards. You didn't have to do it, but thank you so very much. We're going to be talking about why I actually need that money uh, later on in the show. Right now, I have to start with a couple things. Um, you know, in Prague, my name, Carell, is Czech. It's Czech for Charles. That's what it is. I am not Czech, uh, but many years ago when I invented Carell out of necessity uh, because Charles Boulay, well, I don't know if you all have ever even heard the story, but uh, I, I had a record out. And I was an, a writer for Billboard and other publications, and I had been performing. But I performed under the name Charles Boulet, or the Divine Miss Mess when I was in drag. And I put out a record, and I sent it off to Billboard to review. But before I did, when I was deciding on the label, on what to you know put on the label, Andrew said, and my friend Hannah said, you cannot use your name Charles Boulet. You're a writer. They're going to think that you're just a writer that wants to be a singer. They're not going to take you seriously. Uh, so you have to change your name. I said, I, I did a scene from A Star is Born. I don't want to change my name. I have a new driver's license, a new ID. Uh, however, Andrew walked over to this enormous dictionary that we used to have. It was literally about eight inches thick. And in the back, it had a names dictionary uh, and your name in other languages. And he looked up Charles. And the first derivation of Charles was Carell, K-A-R-E-L. It is the Czech derivation of my name, of Charles. So Andrew thought it would be cute to keep my name Charles, but to have it be something else. So Carell was born at 5260 West Street uh, at Jackson Jones Management in Jackson Limo. That's where we were. And so then Karen and I, and I talked to Karen yesterday, uh, Karen and I typeset the label. Uh, to stick on the record, because these were white label records that we just gotten from the test pressings, uh, and the name was Carell. About six weeks later, when I, when I was being booked to promote the single, and they started to make checks out to Carell, I had to actually legally do an also known as, an AKA, and then finally just add it to the middle of my name. So Charles Raymond Carell Boulay II, is now my real name. Uh, and that was because of passports and stuff, promoters sending, you know, tickets to fly places, and my ID had to match my name. Uh, and, and that's how Carell was born, because Charles Boulay couldn't be used 
because we didn't want them to know that I was the writer, uh, Charles Boulet, the writer. Uh, so isn't, isn't that, see, you learned something. You learned something about me today. Uh, all right. So I have to start with, uh, you know, Prague uh, having American-style violence uh, go on, uh, 15 or more dead, 15 so far as of the starting of the show, 24 injured uh, at a university, young guy, killed his father first, uh, grabbed a legal gun that he had. I guess guns are legal in the Czech Republic. Uh, and he went and killed people, proving, and, they, and the media overseas keeps calling it an American-style killing, which is so sad that we are known for mass murders, and they're calling it an American-style mass murder, which is just so sad. My heart goes out to those families. I'm not sending thoughts and prayers. I'm sending outrage and anger. I'm sending hugs and tears. I'm sending all the things that three or four days before Christmas, since the 21st, I guess, what is today? A 22nd, uh, that three days before Christmas, your university age student is dead. And they have images of kids literally out on a ledge, on a six inch ledge, like 10 kids holding on for dear life so they didn't get shot inside. This just happened a few weeks ago here in Las Vegas at UNLV. It is a phenomenon that is now sweeping the world. And it's just a sad state of the human condition. So my hearts go out with, to them. And, uh, and, I, and I'm an empath. I, I feel for them. Uh, I'm such an empath. I started crying at Dr. B's office, at the vet's office the other day, because a woman was there and she had just lost her pet and she was crying. And I started crying. That's how much of an empath I am. Um, so I am not encouraged by, nor am I optimistic about, any of the, the court proceedings or rulings going on in Donald Trump's world. I am not optimistic about Colorado taking him off the preliminary ballot. He's not off the ballot entirely. He's just off the primary ballot. Uh, I am not optimistic about that. I think the Supreme Court will overturn it, even though they shouldn't. Many scholars have weighed in that he falls under the 14th Amendment. You, it doesn't say you have to be convicted of a crime or of, of insurrection. It just says you have to part have participated in, and God knows he did, like Joe Biden said. Uh, but I'm not optimistic that the courts are going to do the right thing in any way, shape, or form. I think they're going to let him skate on January 6th. I, I, I don't think, I think we are watching the rise of another Adolf Hitler. And Biden is starting to use German and Hitler imagery when talking about Trump. And rightfully so. And it's not because of Trump. It's because of his followers. They are now becoming modern-day Nazis because they do not care what Mind Fuhrer does. Hitler did horrible things, and his followers knew it, and they excused it away. They excused away what he did to the Jews. They excused away what he did to their own people. They excused away what he did to the infrastructure. They excused it all away because he spoke to their hatred. He spoke to their bigotry. He gave voice to their frustrations. And that's why I am not optimistic, because this goes far beyond Donald Trump. This is the United States of America letting Nazism and Nazis take over. Without any violence. Like we're not worth fighting for. Oh, well, we fight in the courts. What if that's not enough? What would you do to have stopped Hitler's rise to power? He killed six million Jews. 
what would you have done to stop Adolf Hitler? Well, whatever that is, is what people should be doing for Donald Trump. But they're not. They're not because I think, A, just most people just don't think it, it was going to happen. They don't think it's that it's really going to happen. That he's really going to rise to power again and become a fascist. They don't believe that. He is, and he is. I am actively looking at places outside of the United States. I don't believe we're a safe place anymore for gays, women, trans. And I can't afford it, and I don't want to leave. But you know what? When he wins, I won't be able to abide by it. Because it will, it will, it really will be the end of America. It real, and I'm not. That's not hyperbole. Everyone thinks, oh, well, they say this all the time, and then, but no. If this man obtains power again, that's it. We're broken forever. And who's going to stop him? Joe Biden? You? Me? I keep hoping nature does and that he drops dead of a stroke or something, a heart attack, stroke, COVID, whatever. But nope, Hitler didn't, and neither will Donald Trump. He is so evil and so ornery that he will live, and he will probably win because the court is not, and they're not going to put him in jail between then. These trials are going to drag out and drag out, and then he'll win and he'll give himself a pardon, and that's that. And in Georgia, no judge will put a seated president in jail. He's betting on these trials that none of them will conclude, and he'll win. And I think he's got a winning bet there. We'll be back. We're going to talk about the creator on Hulu and why it's another warning that we're not heeding. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corelcast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corelcast. Driving you home or driving you crazy. Welcome back. You know, Hitler was a warning to the rest of the world forever that this is what happened. Mussolini, Hitler, Stalin. This is what happens when you let a dictator get into power. And we're not heeding that warning in the United States. You know, I was watching The Creator on Hulu. It was a movie at the theaters that I really wanted to go see, and I did not. And it's screener season and voting season for... Uh, Academy Awards, SAG-AFTRA Awards, Grammys, and I vote on all those. And so I'm trying to take in all the pictures that may be of consequence. And I was watching The Creator, which I, one of the reasons I didn't go see it is I thought it was another one of those religious nut movies. It's not. It is a movie about AI, and without spoiling it or, or, or giving you any, you know, anything that would ruin the movie for you, it starts with AI killing us. Uh, nuclear bombing Los Angeles. Now, I'm not going to tell you what happens after that, but that's how it begins. And because I think we all know that that is the inevitable conclusion of creating a non-emotional intelligence other than our own, that any 
intelligence would see that humans are the problem. And so this movie deals with what happens if AI does evolve into sentient beings, beings that know they are alive, that know that they are functioning, that, that don't want to die, that don't want to be turned off, that don't want to be put on to standby, beings that mourn the loss of other AI beings. What happens then? And what happens if these beings create a child? What happens then? And what happens as with anything there is evolution or devolution? That's the state of everything. So what happens if AI evolves and evolves to have emotion and evolves to love and to feel that's not out of the scope of possibility? What happens then? And is killing such beings moral? Is it moral to kill a thinking being that has emotions just because it's not human. Well, we kill animals every day, and they are thinking beings that have emotions, and we take no problem in slaughtering them. In fact, this Christmas, you're going to probably have slaughtered beast uh, on your table. I'm not, thank God, but you probably might. But the film is definitely a warning about where this all can and will go if we let it progress. It's also a warning of how once it reaches a certain point, you can't stop it. Like, you, you can all but wipe it out, but if you don't wipe out all of it, then you've wiped out none of it. And it's an, uh, a metaphor, in a way, for things like Donald Trump. How do you deal with an out-of-control entity that wants to rule? How do, how do you deal with that? And so in, in watching it, I thought, you know, we won't learn. We just, we won't learn. We're not learning from Hitler, Stalin, Mussolini. We're not learning from Oppenheimer or Einstein, who created this technology and then realized, no, this technology just shouldn't even be here, and then later spoke out against it. We're not learning from them. In fact, we're not learning at all. We are becoming a nation of idiots run by rich people. The other thing that, you know, plays into the creator is the ruling class of elites. And Mark Zuckerberg is building a 100 million private complex in Hawaii, the most expensive residential complex ever built. And he's building an underground bunker with blast doors, doors that will withstand the blast of a missile. And many rich people are building bunkers and survival pods all over the world, New Zealand, Alaska, all over. Now, rich people don't like to waste a ton of money. They'll, they're wasteful, but they don't like to waste a ton if they don't have to. So what do they know that we don't? What does the ruling elite of the United States know, or of the world, know that we don't know? Why are they building bunkers everywhere that will withstand blast, and we're not? 
In other words, there's no big public program to build bunkers to house residents from cities should there be an emergency. You or I will die. If there's this big attack by God knows what, other countries or AI or whatever, you and I, we don't live. The rich, they do. And what do they know, this ruling class of mega wealthy, that it's coming, that it's just a foregone conclusion that it's going to happen, that either world economies will break down, war will erupt, nukes will fly, or that AI will become sentient and try to take us over. What do they know? And why aren't we learning from what they're doing? Why aren't we all going, hey, why are the rich building all these bunkers? What do they know? Should we be building bunkers? Should cities be building? Or should we be getting rid of the rich? Should, should we be taxing the rich out of existence to where there are no billionaires left? Should we take the power back from the five or 600 people that actually control the world? funny I mentioned to my friend David the future of modern democracy hangs on two old white men Biden and Trump and he said well historically hasn't the future of democracy always hung on the backs of white old men and I thought wow there's power in that statement isn't there and I and, and I told him yeah and look how white rich men have messed up the world so far. Look at the state we're in. So in watching this creator and watching this post-apocalyptic world that they you know, live in after nuclear weapons fly and AI takes over, I had to wonder why we're not heeding that warning and more importantly, why rich people are preparing for us not heeding any of the warnings. For, for the worst like the worst of the worst, having to live underground for a year or two years while planet Earth or climate. Do they know that they're just going to keep screwing the planet until you can't live up top anymore? Until you have to live subterranean? I mean, they know something. They're not just building. It's not just Zuckerberg that's doing it. Almost every rich person is investing in bunkers and underground living that, and not just for a week or two where they can stay for years. What do they know? Or worse, what are they going to cause? What are they causing now that they know is going to come to fruition over the next 10, 20, 30 years? What are they doing that they know this devastating end is actually coming? Enough to spend 10 million here, 20 million there on bunkers and survival living. And why aren't we? And I don't mean you and me just digging a hole in our backyard. Why aren't cities making large areas that people can go to and stay underground for a year, two years, three years? Why aren't we doing that? Why aren't we preparing? Because we don't want the masses to live. They don't want us to live in this case. They want the rich to be untouched. They want the powerful elite, the high-ranking government officials. They all have bunkers. 
Biden's got a bunker. Trump went in, in his many times. And I'm sure he's got one. They all have them. We don't. They know what's coming. We don't. And yet we sit here like the frog in the water. They're, they're turning up the gas every day. And we could be boiling. When we come back, you're going to hear from Billy Porter and Taraji P. Henson. And it really struck me because y'all are wondering why I'm always doing Patreon and needing money and broke all the time. Well, I'm going to let them tell you. Both of them yesterday making very big statements and both of them saying they may leave entertainment. And I'll show you why when we come back. Happy, happy holidays. Happy, happy Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily. You're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L dot com. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corelcast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corelcast. Driving you home or driving you crazy. about getting stopping acting we said stop talking hmm. are you thinking about it um mm. Hmm. i'm just tired of working so hard being gracious at what i do getting paid a fraction of the cost I'm tired of hearing my sisters say the same thing over and over. Mm -hmm. um, you get tired. Mm -hmm. I hear people go, you work a lot. Yes. Well, have to. Mm -hmm. The math ain't mathing. Mm -hmm. And when you start working a lot, you know, you have a team. Mm -hmm. Big bills come with what we do. Yes. We don't do this alone. The mm -hmm. fact that we're up is a whole entire team behind yes, us. Right. Yes. They have to get paid. So when you hear someone saying, oh, such and such made $10 million. No, that's not that. That didn't make it to their account. Mm -hmm. Know that off the top, mm -hmm. Uncle Sam is getting 50%. That's right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So do the math. Mm -hmm. Now we have 5 million. Mm -hmm. Your team is getting 30% or whatever your team is getting, off of what you grossed. Sometimes not <laughs> after what Uncle Sam took. Now do the math. Mm -hmm. So... I just I'm I'm, a, I'm only human and and mm -hmm. it seems every time I do something and I break a, another glass ceiling when it's time to renegotiate I'm at the bottom again mm -hmm. like I never mm -hmm. did what mm -hmm. I just did and I'm just tired, tired. Mm -hmm. I'm tired mm -hmm. I'm tired mm -hmm. I get that I get that. it wears on you you know because mm -hmm. what does that mean mm -hmm. what is that telling me what is it telling me yeah and what does it tell me Mm. Yeah, you know, and if I can't fight for them coming up behind me, then what the fuck am I doing? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, mm. no, don't apologize. Don't apologize. I'm making six cent checks on Pose, a show that I won an Emmy for. So what do you mean you're making six cent residual checks? What? That's what you're getting. Yes, that's what we're getting. Some of us are getting six cent checks. No. 
No. That's why we were on strike for 118 days. No, y'all don't get to do that to us anymore. And so have you really lost a home? Yes. Is it, is it, is it, is it your home? Why would I be lying? Yeah. No, of I'm, course. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just sort of, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I, you're just I, I being a, <laughs> you're I, I just, just being a journalist. I kind of thought, really? I mean, yes, you know, yeah. it is. I'm one, I, everybody in this business, except for the ones who are making the FU money, are three months away from homelessness. If you got laid off tomorrow and didn't get a job for three months, you'd be in a, that's what it is. I'm making six cent checks. That's what it is. That was Taraji P. Henson, famous, famous actress. Oh, I'm blurry. Sorry about that. Hopefully it clears up. Uh, that was Taraji P. Henson. Uh, and that was Billy Porter. Uh, and talking about the state of entertainment. And it's funny because with, with Taraji, you know, she says, every time I break this ceiling, I have to start back down at the bottom again. You know, every time. Andrew and I were the first gay talk show host couple in history. And we were on the number one station where Bill Handel was making millions a year with endorsements and his salary was at least half a million a year. Where John and Ken, the people that we replaced, were making 10 times what we made. And if you don't think, and I love David G. Hall, he is one of my best friends in the world and he's family and his family is family. But if you don't think the powers that be told him to pay us the least that they can pay us because we were gay, then you're wrong because they did pay us the least they could pay us. They paid us scale. Scale. They would, and granted, scale was 100000 a year, so we were so very happy. But in reality, we should have been making two, 300. We were afternoon drive. We were their number one spot. They were making ad revenue up the yin-yang, and they were promoting and selling the fact that we were there, this gay couple. And what did we make? Scale plus endorsements. And when I went on to KGO, did I make the same as every other host there? No, I did not. And was it because I was gay? Yes, it was. Ron Owens, Pete Wilson, Bernie Ward, who went to jail, all of them, Ray Taliaferro, they all made so much more than me. So much more. And why? Because I was the gay guy. And so it's always been hard for me in entertainment. And it's always been hard for entertainers. But now, it is almost impossible. And what are you guys going to do without arts? Go to AI? Then good luck. Good luck to you. What kind of crap entertainment are you going to get from fake intelligence? Meanwhile, Billy Porter getting six-cent checks for a role he won an Emmy for. Taraji P. Henson in tears. And you heard her mention millions. Well, I can't be sad for anyone that makes $10 million. $10 million, 30% of that is three. Okay? And then you've got 50% or $5 million to the IRS. That means if she gets a $10 million paycheck, which she ain't, that she gets about $2 million of that. Now, that's a lot of money, and I wouldn't complain about it. 
But when you're Taraji P. Henson and have the, with that life comes, the bigger the life, the bigger the cost. Streisand said that she had to go sing because she needed to make money for retirement. Eddie Murphy is making movies again. Why? He needs money for retirement. And like Billy Porter said, look, there's a lot of podcasters out there. None of us are making money. If you're not making FU money, if you're not Joe Rogan, okay, if you're not making that kind of money in, in podcasting and broadcasting, then you're barely getting by. Or even if you're comfortable, if the income, like Stephanie Miller is probably comfortable, but if her income stream stopped, she would be in trouble. David Pakman, Tom Hartman, these people, if their revenue streams stopped completely, they would have to worry because there's no money in it anymore. Recording artists, my friend, Thea Austin, she's taking gigs now that she should never take for amounts of money she should never just, you know, under $5,000 for a gig. She shouldn't be doing that. Number one, 52 weeks, rhythm as a dancer. That's why I'm always asking you to be on Patreon or why I'm always so grateful for your gifts. Most entertainers nowadays, unless you're making the F you money, we're just getting by. If that. I am Carell. Be who you want to be. Fun and hurt anybody. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy all of it. I love you so much. You're the best hey, gifts it's ever. Carell. Ember and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash really Carell. That's youtube.com forward slash really Carell for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons of Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash really Carell. That's patreon.com forward slash really Carell. My website is really and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, really Carell. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free Corelcast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free Corelcast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.